As dry January comes to a close, it's the perfect time to start looking ahead and start exploring what are the trends and what we can look forward to for 2024. From the vineyard to the glass, the wine industry is buzzing with innovation and change. So whether you've been abstaining and taking part in dry January this month, or simply been waiting for something new to try, then this episode is for you as I'm exploring some of the top trends I think we're gonna see in 2024. So if you're ready, let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to the White Top Talk. I'm your host, Maya Aramuzar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical. I want to make sure you leave every single episode with some real-life tips that you can use right away to help you find wines that you are going to love and enjoy and be able to share with your family and friends. I want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier. So for those of you who have been partaking in dry January this year, congratulations. The end is on the horizon. If you've listened to my previous episodes over the last couple of weeks, you know that I am a fan of dry January. I think it's a really good idea to take a bit of a break. Now, whether you have done the full month or a couple of weeks, whatever has been right for you, I hope that you're coming back with a renewed focus, your palate will be refreshed, and this is a great episode to listen to of what we can look forward to in this brand new year. For this episode, I've done some research. I've compiled the list of the trends that I think you're going to see the most from a consumer's point of view. What are you going to see on the street, if you will, for 2024? And what I'm going to list here today are in no sequential order of top to bottom. They're just in the order of the list as I put them down on my page for the script. Now, the first one I think that's important to talk about is a continued and enhanced focus on sustainability. Wineries are pursuing even more certifications like the LEED for energy efficiency, MIVE for low impact viticulture, and certified organic status, which ensures production without synthetic pesticides. These certifications are not just badges, they are commitments by the winery for our planet. And, and the trend this year is that more and more consumers are going to become informed and educated on these certifications and what they mean and what they stand for. So you're going to see wineries really embrace more official, if you will, sustainability tracking methods as a way for them to show their customers what they are doing and how much they care for their winery for their employees and the land that they are growing their grapes on. So watch for increased information about certifications on winery websites, on their labels, and probably more in the news as different wineries come on side with them and explain more of them to consumers. So definitely a enhanced focus on the sustainability and commitments by wineries is definitely going to be a top trend for 2024. The next trend I want to talk to you about is me controversial to some and this is co-fermentation and what this means is it's going to be taking the wines you love both still and sparkling and then infusing those wines and co-fermenting them with different fruits herbs spices creating an assortment of really vibrant and incredible flavors we saw this a few years ago with the wine Frazita from Spain for example where they had wild strawberries in with sparkling wines and We've dabbled in this in the past, but I think especially from local producers, you're going to see this sort of 
mix between almost a bit of a, a cocktail in a glass. We have had bottled sangrias, lots of different options, and this is going to take it to the next level. So I think you're going to see this co-fermentation or a mixture of flavors. So both were still in sparkling wine styles, but don't be surprised if you start seeing some boundaries being pushed in traditional wineries as we bring in new flavors into a base wine. And those will be exciting to try, but I do think they'll definitely be a bit of a local and potentially even a seasonal spin. So in the summer, you might see more berries and fruits, apples and the fall. So watch how this evolves. And obviously those flavored ciders come into this as well. We do see the mix of sort of a cherry-based cider or raspberry-based ciders. But I think you're going to see co-fermentation of flavors in the bottle becoming more mainstream. The next trend I want to talk to you is about wine tourism. And this is evolving beyond the tasting room. Visitors are looking to have more of an immersive experience and they're wanting to learn about the geeky science and the intricacies of winemaking. So they're not just going to be going and visiting the tasting room and trying some different wines. You're going to see more of an appreciation and more of a demand for vineyard tours and let's call it the science package, if you will, when you visit a winery. They're going to really want to go and maybe do a blending seminar or watch the fermentation. They're going to want to go and see some of the barrels being stirred if there's some malolactic fermentation, for example, happening in the winery at different stages. So I think you're going to see more people embrace and want to learn about the journey from grape to glass and take on more of a hands-on approach in their winery tourism so that they get a deeper appreciation to the craft and the story behind each bottle and become more of a community with the wineries that they love. They're going to really want to understand the history, what goes on, and embrace a bit more of the farming practices behind those delicious wines they've been enjoying in the glass. You're also going to see more virtual wine tourism. So wineries putting up more videos, maybe some virtual reality experience with some VR glasses where you can walk through the winery without being there. So the wineries are going to welcome people in in many different forms. But if you are visiting in person, I think you can look forward to more of an immersive, full spectrum experience when you're there not just tasting wines in the tasting room. And I think that's really exciting. The next trend that is building on from the last couple of years is unique grape varieties and small batch wines. This is where winemakers are playing with lesser known grapes. They're showing the diverse flavors and the terroirs of their areas. We're seeing some small batches of wines as the wineries are playing with some of these grapes, have a unique story, the narrative, the history, and the innovation. But we're seeing some heritage grapes come back. We're seeing this definitely in more cooler, more northern climates with some of the hybrid grapes, such as Vidal. You're seeing some of these grapes that before were kind of behind the curtain start to come forward and produce grape varieties for people to try. So watch for grape varieties on labels or spoken about in blends that maybe before would have been under the counter, but the stories are coming out. They're coming forward. I think you're going to see more small batch of really unique, some heritage grape varieties that are field grown and are exciting to try. The next trend is about white wines, and we've seen white wines creep up. And in the south of France, for example, they are surpassing red wine consumption. Now, there's many reasons for this. Some people say that the summers are just hotter and longer. Therefore, white wines are being enjoyed longer. 
There are many different thoughts about why this is happening, but we are going to see the increase of white wines being embraced all 12 months of the year, not just in the summertime, as well as sparkling. Sparkling is making more of a mainstream play, if you will, and people are enjoying it not just for celebrations or for toast, but all the way through the meal. So white wines are definitely a white wine blends. People are really embracing the flavors of white wines and know that the options are not just, for example, Sauvignon Blanc or Creamy Chardonnay. There is a breadth of flavors and styles awaiting for you with all the white wines from around the world. And people are starting to embrace those and know that they are everything from tart and crisp to rich and creamy to fruity and vibrant. All the flavors are there for white wines and people are diving into them and Sparkling, like I said, is definitely coming to the table all the way through the meal, not just at the beginning for a toast. So that's really exciting and a trend I think we're going to see more of in 2024. The next trend that we're going to be watching for is social responsibility. And this takes into the first one that I spoke about in regards to sustainability. But this is on the side of as Gen Z comes into the wine consumer market as they're broaching in, we're going to see wineries really talking about where they stand on inclusivity and their social responsibility and what they stand for. And their customers are going to be asking them those questions of who are you and what do you stand for? How do you support your people? And consumers are going to be more outspoken about choosing brands that embrace diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the shift of supporting wineries that align with their chosen values and they're making a statement of alignment with their wallet and with every sip. So I do think you're going to see more on winery websites, potentially on the bottle, just what they stand for, how they're treating people, not just the land, but a holistic approach to the wine business as a whole and individual wineries. And consumers are going to start asking those questions to the wineries of, what do you stand with? I get a choice with my dollar who I support and I would like to know more about you. So those questions are going to be coming to the wine industry and the wine industry is going to need to have answers for those consumers as they come to the forefront and as people are really asking them. These are mainstream questions now. They're not just question 100 on a long list. These are in the top 10 of what consumers are asking and we're going to see wineries deliver that type of information. The next trend is low alcohol or non-alcoholic wines. We know that people have been cutting back. There are many who have changed when and how they consume alcohol. And so we're seeing this shift in the wine industry and the beer industry of producing low to no alcoholic wine styles and beer styles. And we're going to see that evolving they're offering more sophisticated flavors. There are lots of different options for people to try. And I think we're going to see those styles increase in popularity and options and flavors. And if you are enjoying some of those non-alcoholic styles, know that the same food and wine pairing rules apply. You're still going to work on the basis of weight and acidity, all of those. And I think I'm going to do an episode, just a quick reminder of pairing basics and food science, if you will, because they'll work both with alcoholic wine styles and non-alcoholic wine styles. And so there's versatility and options in the wine world. But I really think you're going to see more and more choice and options from your mainstream wineries that you love coming out with low or no alcoholic wine styles. So 
watch for those on the horizon as well, which of course makes it really easy if you are the driver of your group, of your party, there are more flavors for you to enjoy while you're out. And as a bit of a bonus trend, let's talk about spirits and mixology. If I, I reference Gen Z before coming into the market, we know that they're not wine consumers right now. And that's a bigger conversation for the wine industry as a whole. And this is a generation that has grown up with $15 coffees since the beginning of their grown-up palate flavor, if you will. And so the wine industry is a bit of a mystery to them. Their connection hasn't been made, but they are embracing fine spirits, more of those classic cocktails, ciders. And so it's an interesting trend to watch. But with that, they do embrace spirits and cocktails, and they do have a love for coffee. So there's definitely a trend that people are calling for 2024 in that you're going to see more coffee cocktails and coffee-flavored cocktails. So not just your espresso martini. Think of a world of other flavors as some of the best mixologists in the world. Embrace this trend and see what can be offered. But I think you're going to see some interesting spirits and classic cocktail revival come to the forefront, as well as packaging for those so that they can be transient. You're going to see more cans, half bottles, if you will. Not everybody needs to buy a 750 milliliter bottle anymore. You're going to see smaller sizes and single servings of these as well. But watch for cocktail trends as well as fine spirits. Whiskies are seeing lots of people embracing whiskies. So lots on the horizon in the spirit world to come, but definitely a trend to watch for in 2024. So there you have my vibrant and ever-evolving wine trends of 2024, from sustainability to social responsibility, from immersive tourism and innovative winemaking. The wine world is embracing change. There are exciting flavors just waiting on the horizon. Now, I would love to hear from you. Are you excited about the trends of 2024? Are you seeing this yourselves? with your friends or in your groups or when you go out, is there a trend that you are picking up on from the list that I gave today? Or is there something different? So definitely, if you would like to share, feel free to reach out on social media. You can find me at Wine Girl Academy on Instagram or TikTok, or feel free to email me at hello at winegirlacademy.com. I would love to hear from you. And if you haven't yet had a chance to discover your very own palette personality, especially going into a brand new year, check in the show notes below. You'll find the link to take the short quiz where you can discover your very own palette personality. And after you take the quiz, you'll end up with a booklet all about your palette and some wine styles you're going to like. And this is a quiz that I have been using for years now. And I think you're going to find it really fun and you're going to love the list of wines that you get that you'll be able to try and use as a bit of a checklist as well. So that's a great way to start the new year as well with your list of wines from your palate personality. I do want to say congratulations to everybody who has been taking part in dry January. You're almost at the end of it. This episode is going to be coming out on January 23rd, 2024. So you have one more weekend to go, if you will. You're doing a great job. It's a great thing to do to take a bit of a break, come back refreshed. And if you need some ideas, if you haven't listened to past episodes, I have an episode on some great things you can do during January to get your seller set up for success in the new year. So go back and check those past episodes as well to help you out. If you're 
starting to count days and hours of the last little bit of this year's dry January. Now, for those of you who are new, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I want to wish you all a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.